Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. Amen. The title for today is Hosanna in the highest. Hallelujah. Hosanna in the highest. So we're going to um, jump right into the word. We're going to be reading Mark chapter 11 verses one through six. Amen. And if you are in, you know, if you're able to, if you can stand for the reading of the word. And the word says, and when they came nigh to Jerusalem unto Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples and saith unto them, go your way into the village over against you. And as soon as ye be entered into it, ye shall find a colt tied, whereon never man sat, loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they loose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, what do ye loosen the colt? And they said unto them, even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, we're going to look at verse one. Let's go back to verse one. It says, and when they came nigh to Jerusalem unto Bethphage and Bethany. So here we have, you know, we have Jesus, we have his disciples with him. And um, these two places that they were almost like uh, in between uh, Bethphage and Bethany, these places are very close to uh, the bottom of the Mount of Olives. And Bethphage is, when I looked up the, the meaning for Bethphage, it means house of unripe figs. And later on, as you read through um, the rest of this chapter, you know, Jesus is going to come to that fig tree looking for some figs and not going to be, you know, any, any ready. But then Bethany, uh, on the other hand, meant house of figs. So here we have Bethphage, which means house of unripe figs. And it's right next to Bethany, which means house of figs. And sometimes we come to a point in our life where there are some things we feel like we're just not ready yet for. There are some areas in our life where we feel like, you know, we know God is, you can feel that push, that this is something that God is telling you to do, but you feel a little bit like Beth phase, like, mm -mm, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready yet, I'm unripe. But then on the other hand, the, you have Bethany, and there's places that you feel like, okay, God, I think I'm ready to do this. I just need the instructions. And I just want you to know today that there are some places that you don't feel ready yet that God is saying, yes, you are. I want somebody to be encouraged before we even get started, get real good in this word. I want you to be encouraged that there are still some areas that you are leaning on the Beth phase of that. You're leaning on the feeling of feeling unripe, the feeling of feeling not ready, the feeling of maybe what if I do this and what if I fall? But those things right there, God is letting you know that there, some of those areas that you feel his push in, God is saying, let that go because yes, you are. You are ready. Yesterday, um, I had the pleasure of attending an event called Women of Worth, um, AKA WOW. 
and my mom, uh, she was putting the event on and she had a speaker to come and speak to the women. And it was all about, you know, building up that, that sense of worth. And the speaker said that she knows that she's supposed to, you know, help with mental health awareness and things like that. But when she was asked to speak, she wanted to decline because she felt that she was not ready. And when I say that speaker blessed me and blessed my life, I'm so glad that she didn't allow that feeling of not, you know, of her not being ready to make her decline, that she actually fulfilled that assignment. And I just, and I've said, Lord, wow, like how many of us are right at the edge of doing something that you called us to do, something that we know and we feel like it is the timing, but because of fear and because of low self-esteem, because of thoughts of insecurity, we're leaning on, we're not ready yet. We're leaning on being that unripe, but God is saying, no, I'm pushing you because you are ready. And when I say it, when she pushed past that feeling and did what she was called to do, it blessed not only me, but the multitude of women that were in the, in the building to hear her speak. So I want to encourage you, whatever area, whatever that area is that, you know, God is saying, okay, it's time that it's time. I've been teaching you about this. I've been having people speak to you and speak to speak in your life. You've had dreams about it. Visions. People have seen it on you. People have said it to you. And it's only you holding yourself back. But God is saying, you're ready. Yes. Yes, you are. Amen. So it says he sended forth two of his disciples, two of his faithful disciples. And so the things that, you know, that you felt like you're not ready for, God is actually going to send you help. He's actually going to send you help. You think you got to do this thing alone. You're going to have to obey alone. You have to do the word alone. You're going to have to do the will of God alone. But no, he's, bring, he's, sending, he's sending you with somebody. He's sending help. He sent forth two of his disciples. Amen. So I just want you to say, okay, God, just say yes to the Lord. Just take a moment right here, right now. Just say, yes, Lord. Because some of you already even know what that thing is. And for those of you that don't begin to ask God, God, what is it? What is it that you're saying that I'm ready for? What is it that, that you're calling for me to do? And that's ready in this season right here, right now. Amen. Let's look at uh, verse two. Hallelujah. And saith unto them, go ye, go your way into the village over against you. And as soon as ye be entered into it, ye shall find a colt tied. We're on never man sat, loose him and bring him. As we just came from, you know, the faces of prayer. And when I think about prayer, I, I think of it as being a, almost like a superpower. <laughs> um, and in prayer, you get instructions in prayer. You know, God begins to, to instruct you and lead you and guide you. There are things that we think about. Um, I was talking to my husband and it were some things that kind of been bringing me a little bit of stress and making me feel overwhelmed. I'm trying to plan things and get things for the children and trying to, you know, juggle so many things. And in the quietness of me just talking to the Lord in prayer, and he gave me such a clear response. And I'm just like, why didn't I think of that? My human brain couldn't have thought of that. My human brain wanted to be, you know, have racing thoughts and try to figure this out and try to put this here. Okay, no, that didn't work. So now what am I going to do? But when I got into the stillness um, of that, that prayer time, the answer that he gave me was so super simple. 
And I said, and I remember, I think Pastor Ivan had talked about that. Like when God gives you answers, there's, there's a simplicity in it. There's a simplicity in that answer. So this is, this is a great way to show that as they were conversing with Jesus, he had, he gave, he gave them instructions. He's not just sending for sending them forth and just saying, Hey, just go. Now he will do that. Sometimes he can't say, just go. And then don't worry about it. And when you get there, I'll tell you, but this time, and he knew his, he, he knew his personnel, <laughs> KYP. He knew who he was dealing with. So let me, let me tell them what to do. Let me send them with instructions. And he said unto them, go your way into the village over against you. And as soon as you be entered into it, you shall find a colt tied. We're on never man sat. Loose him and bring him. So I bless God that in this season, the feeling of, of not feeling ready, but God saying that we are, and then us getting the, the courage and the faith and the strength from God to go that he's not sending us alone and he's sending us with instructions so that we'll know exactly what to do. There'll be no confusion surrounding this next step of obedience. There will be no confusion surrounding this next step of obedience. God is going to instruct you. And the word says, as soon as, meaning when you get there, it's time to get straight to work. <laughs> it's time to get straight to work. There's no time to be distracted in this season. There's no time to stop and, and look and take pictures and go to the gift shop and get a souvenir. There's no time for any of that, taking pictures of the landscape. It's time when you get to that destination, where you get to that place where God is calling you to be, it's time to get right to work. We know that as humans, things that, you know, we can get easily distracted. It can be a loud sound somewhere. We'll turn around and it can cause us to get distracted from the mission or from whatever, you know, the purpose and the calling of God on our lives. So it says as soon as like, don't, don't wait. There's no, there's no time to wait. There's no time for hesitation. As soon as you get there, look for this. So God is calling us for, he's calling for us to be focused in this season. He's calling us to have our mind to be focused on the assignment, whatever it is. Um, as a school teacher, sometimes, you know, last year I taught kindergarten. I still teach kindergarten, but in a different way this year. Um, but kindergartners, you know, you got to keep them focused. So you can be doing a lesson about, <laughs> about why the trees grow and, you know, you need sun, you need water. And, you know, you'll ask a question and somebody may raise their hand and say, well, yeah, yesterday my dog, da, 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 da. you're like, okay, uh, <laughs> we're not talking about that right now. Tell me that at recess. But what do you have to say about the tree and the growing and stuff that I just said? So just like children, we sometimes can get easily distracted and get our minds off of the focus of what we're supposed to be zeroing in on. And so God is saying, listen, don't don't waste any time. As soon as you get to this next place, be ready to execute. God is looking for people that are ready to hear and execute. Hear and execute as soon as you get there to be focused. Amen. So sometimes you gotta ask God, touch my mind so that I can be focused on the assignment. I, I don't have time to waste. I don't have time to waste being distracted and getting off course. As soon as you get there, as soon as you get there, hear and begin to execute. 
the instructions that God so graciously gave. It says we're on never man sat. This, this preparation has been already spoken ahead of time. There was another, there was a prophecy, and I believe in, in Matthew chapter 21, it goes into the prophecy that's already been spoken about how Jesus was going to enter triumphantly. It had to be exactly what the word said it was going to be. So I want you to understand how important, how important your obedience is. Your obedience is connected to someone else's prophetic word. Let me say that again. Your obedience is connected, divinely connected to somebody else's prophetic word. There had already been a word out that had been received about how Jesus would enter. The disciples weren't necessarily a part of that word when it was given, but the, the cult was. But their obedience to Jesus telling them exactly what to do when they entered, what they would find, what they could say, what the instructions were, is directly connected to the prophetic word that was already spoken about how Jesus would enter. Their obedience caused them to, y'all don't understand, we're so connected in this thing called the body of Christ that when you decide to give God your full yes, give God your yes and say, you know what God, I don't feel ready, but you're saying I'm ready. So I trust you. I trust the one who's given me the word. When you begin to walk in obedience and do what God's called you to do, you're fulfilling a word in somebody else's life. Somebody, for example, somebody may, God may say, you know what? Don't worry about X, Y, and Z. I'm going to provide a way. And then God tells you, listen, when you see somebody that walk past you with a red shirt and, and polka dots, you go and say something to them. And that same person with a red shirt and polka dots was a person who got the word from God saying, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to make a way. And God uses you to fulfill that word. What your obedience is doing is being divinely connected to the word that somebody else already received. So we have got to, when it comes to this thing called unity in the body of Christ, it's another motivation and another reason for us to simply obey. Our obedience is divinely connected to someone else's prophetic word. The words that God has given you, he's using other people to connect with that word that as they obey, they're connected to the word that he gave you. It, it's such a beautiful thing when he, when he showed it to me that way. I was just like, Lord, you're just so awesome. We, we serve an awesome God and that's enough to give God praise. So when we think about the faces of praise, the reason to get another reason to give God praise is because he is so he orchestrates this thing so beautifully that I don't have to be afraid to obey because I know that when I obey, I'm being a fulfillment to, of a prophetic word that somebody else has already received. That's enough to give God praise and know that he is able to bring us to a place of unity in such a way that he is still able to get the glory through our obedience. Amen. Let's look at verse three. Hallelujah. I hope this is blessing someone. Hallelujah. Out there, out there. Hallelujah. Verse three says, and if any man say unto you, why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him and straightway he will send him hither. 
He's covering every base. He is covering all the bases. This just, um, this reminds me of a person like, you know, who just has clout. You know, you just, they just, you, you have clout. They ask you, why are you doing it? Tell them I need them. And, and that, you know, they ain't gonna say nothing else. <laughs> like what kind of clout? Like you're going in, like he's so, the, the, the prestige of who he is. That's all you gotta say. You don't have to try to put your own stuff in there. Just, just say, well, just say what I t I'm telling you to say. If this should happen, God is putting the answer in your mouth. God is putting the answer in your mouth. Mind you, right now he's just giving instructions. They haven't got to. They haven't got to the place yet. They haven't got to the cult yet. They haven't done what he said to do. They're in the in the mode of listening, and when we get to prayer. As we transition from this prayer to praise in that place of prayer, we're listening. We're hearing the instructions. We're receiving from God. We're listening to what he wants us to do. And he put the answer. The answer is already in your mouth. He's already giving you the answer. I want to let someone know today, hallelujah, that someone who is um, about to go on an interview for a new position and you're worried about, you know, what kind of questions they're going to throw at you. But the answer is already in your mouth. God has already put the answer in your mouth. As you spend time in prayer, as you have sought God and you seeked him. And he said, this is the position that, you know, you might not feel ready for. But I'm going to tell you to go out, go out there and that you are ready. He's already put the answers in your mouth. You don't have to be flustered. You don't have to be super nervous. Um, there's going to be an element of nervousness, he said, but you don't have to be super nervous because the answers that you need to land this interview and to do well, to get this next position, um, the answers are already in your mouth. Amen. I don't know who that was for, but I bless God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse four says, and they went their way. So they got the instructions and they're like, okay, yes. We can do this. <laughs> they went their way. They begin to step out, walk, go forth. They heard, now they're getting ready to execute. And found the colt tied by the door, just like he said, without in a place where two ways met, and they loose him. They found the colt where two ways met. The moment when you are face to face with what God said. It's a place of crossroads. It's a place of a crossroad. This is the place of decision making time. When you heard God. And you decided. Amen. I am going to I'm going to step out on faith and I'm going to do this. And then you get right to that moment when you're face to face with what God said. It's a place of crossroads. It's a place of what are you going to do? Are you going to remember the instructions? Are you going to abandon the assignment? Are you going to hesitate? Are you going to be distracted? Are you going to stay focused? Are you going to execute? When you get to that crossroads, what will you do? God said, you know, People are going to come seeking you out for advice. Okay, you received that word. You heard the word. You gave God your praise, your glory, honor. And now when the people come, what are you going to do? 
Because they're going to come at a time where it's inconvenient, where it's going to feel inconvenient for you. But you receive the word. You heard God through prayer. You know what he said. But when they come, what will they do? God said that you will be a lender and not a borrower. So now we got people in your face looking for and needing your financial assistance. What are you going to do when you come face to face with the word that is coming to pass? And what he said is actually right there, right in front of you. What will you do? What will your decision be? What will be your next step when God said, you know what? Um, you are going to be married. Well, here's the person who he chose for you. What you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? If you heard God and you know this is it and it's right there in your face, what are you going to do? What is your response going to be? We know that God can speak to us in prayer. We can receive the word. But it's all about what we do. You know what I'm going to say? In the moment that it counts. What are you going to do? When you're at that, it says in, at, in a place where two ways met. You got your way, you got God's way. But God has already prepared you to do it right his way. What are you going to do? You got to shut down your way of thinking. You got to shut down your old way of thinking. You got to shut down how you process things and begin to remember, call back to remembrance the word. God, you already gave me instructions about this. God, you already told me about this. God, you already, you already set the way for me. You, it, it's not, it can be nothing but successful if you do it God's way. Amen. It says, and they lose him. You look at that semicolon after met. So we got, we right here at this place of decision. <laughs> and they are probably looking at each other like, there's the cult. <laughs> because remember, he's not sending you alone. Thank you, Lord. He's not sending you alone in this. He's sending you help. That little semicolon, that little pause right there. What did they decide to do? They lose him. There's people all around. So you know how sometimes, you know, you could get kind of distracted because you didn't expect, you didn't expect the crowd. That wasn't part of the word. There's some things that, that are happening like, well, wait a minute, Lord. You didn't tell me about this part. You left this part out. So he left it out, but it's okay. But <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you still going to obey? They're like, okay. Um, all right. And they lose him they made the decision to obey they made the decision to not abandon the assignment and they lose him I want to encourage you because you can do this you can obey you can do the will of God you can fulfill purpose you can fulfill destiny you can walk in the plan that God has for your life. Make the decision to obey. They lose him. And you won't be alone. God is continuously sending you help. Recognize the help. You and the help are going to be witnesses one to another. You and the help are going to be witnesses one to another of each other's obedience. For those of you that are married, you're going to be a witness one to another of what God is going to do. For you and your prayer partner, you and however God, whatever help God is sending you, you're going to be a witness one to another. This next assignment, hallelujah, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This next assignment, this next work that he's calling for you to do is going to be impactful. 
it is going to be impactful. It is going to be necessary in the lives of God's people, in the work of his kingdom. This next assignment, I know you don't feel completely ready for it. I understand that you may have tried in this area and failed before, but God is already giving you the instructions. He's already put the answer in your mouth. He's sending you the help that you need. Obey. It's going to make a major difference. <laughs> it's going to make a major difference. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. This next assignment is next work. Obey. Amen. I don't know what it is. You know what it is. I know what it is for me. Hallelujah. It's going to be impactful. And it's necessary. Amen. Your part, the part that you have to play is necessary. It's necessary. Amen. Verse five says, and certain of them that stood there said unto them, what do ye loosing the cult? So there's a crowd of people all around. And here they are. They're over there, you know, untying, <laughs> untying, doing what the Lord said. And certain of them. So amongst the crowd of people, you know, there's going to be a crowd of people around, but everybody is not going to be bold enough to speak. Some people are going to be like whispering, murmuring, like, what are they doing? But there's going to be somebody that's going to step, step up and be bold and is going to question you. Certain of them, out of this crowd, somebody's going to be bold enough to question you. It's not going to be everybody that sees you walking in purpose and sees you. Every, a lot of people are going to see it, but some people ain't going to say nothing to you directly. But there's going to be certain people that are going to question you and ask you. But I want you to remember that God has already prepared you for this. God has already equipped you for that moment. He's already put the answer in your mouth. He's already instructed you exactly what to say. So don't back down. Don't back down because somebody is confused about your obedience. Let, let me say that again. <laughs> don't back down because someone else is confused about your obedience. God has already prepared you for this. When God told me to leave New Jersey and move states and states away to North Carolina, it might have confused some people, but I couldn't back down. Everybody who was talking about it, not all of those people said something to me, but there was a one person who did that questioned me. And I had to say, this is what I feel the Lord is telling me to do. When God told me to forgive and to stay married to my awesome husband of 13 plus years, 13 in the making plus years, people were confused at my obedience. A lot of people were talking about it, but all those people that were talking about it didn't say anything to me, but there were certain ones who did. And I had to tell them, this is what the Lord is telling me. When God told me to have a child at age 
40. I end up having her at 41. And that that would, when he gave me the word about my, my youngest daughter journey, he said that I would have more than I ever had, that I didn't have to worry. And a lot of people were talking about it. She already got this amount of kids. Oh, that she's that old. Everybody who was talking about it didn't come say anything to me. But there were certain ones who did. And I gave them the word. Don't back down. Don't back down because someone else is confused about your obedience. And if God graces you to give you the answer that's already in your mouth, then that's all you say. You don't say anything less. You don't say anything more. You don't add your own thoughts to it. You don't even get offended by it. Ah, you don't even come and don't, don't even answer with defense. Because God prepared you for this. And everybody's not going to understand your obedience. Everybody's not going to understand your obedience. And that's okay. Because remember, your obedience is connected to someone else's prophetic word we need your obedience let's stay unified in the body by being obedient so don't back down because somebody else just doesn't understand your obedience don't even get defensive about it and don't add don't add an attitude like well don't worry about why i'm <laughs> just do just do exactly what god said and if god has graced you to give an answer give just that give just that Verse 6 says, let's, let's see what happens. So verse 6 says, they said unto them. Now remember, they're being questioned. There's a whole crowd of people seeing what they're doing. Everybody wasn't saying anything, but there were certain people who did. And they said, what are you, hey, hey, y'all, what y'all doing with this cult? What are you doing with him? Verse 6 says, they said unto them, even as Jesus had commanded. And they let them go. They didn't have to insert their attitude they didn't have to insert anything extra anything beyond the instructions that they received they said exactly what Jesus commanded them to say and the result of that they let them go there was no more further questions you know like in court they say no further questions your honor <laughs> they may go <laughs> It, there, was a, there was a divine release for them to go and do what this important work that Jesus had commanded them to do. I, I, I pray a divine release in your life that when you do what God has commanded you to do, that whoever would have the power to hold you back would just let you go and let you be I pray and I speak to someone that's in a toxic a toxic relationship whether it's a toxic friendship or any type of relationship and you know it's time to maybe not hang out with this person anymore not be connected to this person anymore not for this season of your life or what God is calling you but the fear is there the fear is there. They're going to think I'm too, you know, I, I think I'm too good now. Or they, whatever those, those fearful thoughts that come. And all of those fearful thoughts are doing is keeping you in that toxic relationship. Think about it. The things, the thoughts, those negative thoughts that keep coming, it's, it's 
designed to keep you in a place where God is saying, okay, it's time to, it's time to go. And you know, God is saying it's time to go, but it's fear that's, that's holding you back. But I pray today, I pray right now that you will be able to move forward. You'll be able to go forth. You'll be able to do what God has called you to do. You'll be able to be who God has called you to be. And when they question you, that you give them the word that God gave you and that they just let you go. That they let you go and be obedient. That they let you go and seek God for your purpose, for your destiny to be fulfilled. I speak a divine release in the name of Jesus that the response be just to let you go. Amen. It says, and they let them go. If it was anybody else, they wouldn't be let go. But because they had the word in their mouth and they had the instructions, it was time for them to be let go. I want to look really quickly at Matthew and I'm getting out your way, but I hope this is, this is blessing someone. Amen. In Matthew chapter 21, I just want to read verse eight and nine. It says, and a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And verse nine says, and the multitudes that went before and that followed cried saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, um, it, it literally means a Hebrew, you know, save us, save us. And so there's a great multitude there. And so we know that the disciples, they got their instructions. Um, going back to verse eight, they got their instructions and they had that crossroad where they had to make a decision like, are we going to do this? Because <laughs> it's a little crazy. You know, it's a little unconventional. But they made this, the, the choice to obey. And they were questioned. They were confronted about it, just like the Lord had prepared them for. But the answer was already in their mouth. They used exactly what God said, and they were let go. So now we're ready for this triumphant entry of the Lord. And there's a great multitude of people. There's, there's a, a great multitude of people. The enemy wants you to feel almost like you're alone in this thing. Like, you know, you may be the only one. You feel like you're the only one saved in your job, the only one saved in your family, the only one saved in your household. He wants you to feel like you're alone in this thing. But there are many of us. There are many of us that are believing and that are trusting in God. There are many. So if you, it, without, with isolation, you feel alone. I'm the only one going through this. Nobody understands. But there's something. I went to a Ty Dribbit concert um, this weekend. And he was saying that we're never alone. We're never alone. He said, when you're going through trouble, if you're going through trouble alone, it's hard. It's hard. But if you're going through trouble and you have God there helping God you through it, then then you're never alone. There's a great multitude of people. There's there's many of us that desire to welcome our king. There's many of us that desire to give God the praise. There's many of us that are willing to lift up our voice and to praise his holy name. There's a great multitude. You ain't alone. That's another trick of the enemy to make you feel that way. Begin to reach out to people. You'll see. You'll see. So. <laughs> um, it, it, at that at that concert too, just Ty Tribbett, God bless him. Um, I begin to 
look around. Oh my gosh. I always say my husband laughed at me because I was, I was crying. I, I cried a few times <laughs> at the concert. But when we were just lifting up our voices in praise and in worship, and I understand and I know that every single human person at that concert may not have been saved. But when I began to hear and then he cut his band, it, all you heard was the voices. And I just began to look around and listen to the sounds of praise and worship that were being lifted up. It caused my heart to be so glad just to be in the presence of like-minded individuals, giving God glory, giving God praise. And this is just one auditorium. I'm thinking about God, like what about all over this world, people praising you and lifting you up. It just, it, it blessed me just to know that in spite of what is seen on the media, in spite of TV and how they're down in Christians and always, you know, mocking us and stuff like that, that we, you're not alone. You're not alone. A great multitude, a very great multitude. You're not alone in wanting to do the will of God. You're not alone in feeling like you ain't ready to do the will of God. Hallelujah. They begin to spread their garments in the way. They begin to cut down branches from the trees. And um, this is just happens to be <laughs> Palm Sunday um, traditionally, but uh, cut down branches from the trees. I begin to ask God, okay, what is the significance of that? And he began to tell me that, you know, in the natural, the, the branch has to be connected to the tree in order for to, to survive, in order to have a life source. So the significance of, disconnecting that branch from its natural life source and placing it in the pathway of the King, the Lord Jesus Christ is signifying that this is my new source of life. This is my new place. I don't need to be in, I don't I, that natural there. It did it for me when I needed it, but now I'm transitioning to a new life. I'm transi transitioning to be a new creature in Christ. And I understand and I recognize that now my source of life, my source of existence, my source of being is coming from him. Disconnect and reconnect and plug in to the right source. It's time to disconnect and reconnect by plugging into the right source. They begin to cut the branches from the trees. They put them in the way to let him know that we trust you. We are grateful to have you. Hosanna, we know that you're able to save us. Hosanna in the highest. That means that there's no other high that's higher than his high. Whatever I need, he can do it. Whatever I'm missing, whatever I'm lacking, whatever area I feel deficient in, he has it. Hosanna in the highest. We know that there is no name higher than, than his name. And even as in, in this verse, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he that come in the name of the Lord. There's power in his name. There's joy in his name. There's love. The peace that I need is in his name. Hosanna in the highest. These areas that I need to be saved from God, only you can do it. These relationships, these things, these, this, these uh, toxic things that I've been a part of, that I've been trying to break out of God, I know that I can through you, not in my own strength, not in our own strength. But Hosanna in the highest, God, the, the wisdom that I need 
for the things that you're telling me to do, the, 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 the things that you're saying that I'm supposed to do, that wisdom that I need, God. Hosanna in the highest, oh God, I know that it's coming from you. When we talk about the faces of praise, it's recognizing why we praise him. Because every single thing that we need, it is in him. Everything. This source of our very existence, of our very being, it's in him. And it's in him alone. So let the praises, let the praise ring high. You want your whole family to be, be, to be saved. Hosanna, cry out to Hosanna. He's the one who can save. Hosanna in the highest. We cry out to a God who is the highest. There's no name greater. There's no one greater. I've searched. We've looked high. We looked low. We looked in places. We looked in people and found that there was none greater than him. So when we encounter God, what will our response be? Do we recognize that he is the one that can save us, that he's the one that deserves our praise? We bless the name of the Lord. We know there's power in his name. His name is our salvation. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Thanks for tuning in and please make sure to visit us at churchatphila.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social to like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchatphila.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.